This podcast is brought to you by UK Coaching, here for the coach. Visit ukcoaching.org to grow your coaching skills and be part of the community. Hello and welcome to another UK Coaching Skill Acquisition Podcast. This podcast is part of a series exploring an ecological approach to understanding theories of learning and coaching. I'm delighted to be joined by another fabulous guest. So could you please introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit more about your coaching background? So for this podcast, I would uh, like to introduce my guest. It's Georgia Askew, and she's joining us from, I think it's sunny Melbourne, if I remember rightly. (laughs) And uh, I'm absolutely delighted to have you, Georgia. Thank you so much for agreeing to come and join us. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you coach uh, and your research in um, subject as well? And, and then a little fun fact. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So, yes, I'm coming to you from, from lockdown in Melbourne at the moment. Um, so my current role at the moment is I'm a part-time skill acquisition specialist for Paralympics Australia. And in that role, I sit within our Paralympic innovation team. Um, Our team consists of sports scientists from a range of disciplines such as skill acquisition, coach development, performance analysis, biomechanics and engineering. And our purpose is to provide significant and measurable impact um, and and performance support for our parasport athletes and coaches. Um, So within that role, myself and my team, we work across all Paralympic sports in Australia. Um, And our mission is to try and listen and understand to the sports, the coaches, the athletes, to learn from the wide range of knowledge and experiences that we have within our network, and then to collaborate with coaches and provide evidence-based solutions and educations. And one of the key things that we like to do is to do that in in a creative and innovative way. Um, On top of that, I'm also a full-time PhD scholar with the Queensland University of Technology in conjunction with Athletics Australia. And my program of work there is looking at how to innovatively develop parasport coaches um, from an ecological dynamics perspective. Um, So I think working as a skill act specialist and advocating for an ecological dynamics approach really resonates me because of, um, I guess, one of my core values or the core things that I like to live by. And that for me is just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean it needs to always be done that way. So hopefully that will kind of come across throughout this conversation. Wow, thank you so much, Georgia. That is, uh, there's so much you guys are looking at in para that's really exciting. And and, um, it made me think about that uh, department of methodology, you know, with all the different sections being pull together instead of being left in silos so that you're working like say across all of them with the coaches with the athletes with the snc the biomechanics the whole lot which is fabulous um have you got a little fun fact for us <laughs> oh i don't know what a fun fact about myself <laughs> could be so i guess like a lot of people i grew up playing sports so my sport of choice was hockey and i played to a kind of a fairly competitive level and that's what got me really interested in looking at at this from a coaching and science perspective so that can be my fun fact oh, brilliant <laughs> so are you and um hockey are very good in this space aren't they thanks to people like Danny Newcomb over here so yes there's been lots of research <laughs> yes I as a proud Australian it pains me to say 
Team GB is my favourite hockey team at the moment. So, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so my next question is, how and why did you end up exploring an ecological approach or constraints-led approach in your coaching practice? Yeah, so I guess that has come both through my education and work experiences. Obviously, started out um, as a sports science undergrad and there was a little bit of coaching practice and a little bit of skill acquisition knowledge given in that course. Um, and then I actually went on to do a master's of high performance sport and then kind of backtracked into then doing um, discovering and doing an honors in skill acquisition. And I think that really speaks to, to why I think it's an important kind of perspective to, to apply in sports coaching and sports science is that learning is nonlinear. I took a really winding path and I'm actually quite grateful for that because I learned the relative, the relevant lessons rather at the right time. And, and it really encouraged me to think that if that worked for me, surely that approach has to work for other people that they need to be given experiences and given opportunities to grow in ways that really are relevant to them and suit them at the right time. So I think that's what initially drew me to it is that it's a really great way of of understanding the individual before anything else. I I really yes, I really like that that idea that and it and it resonates with your um just because it's always been done like that it doesn't have to be and if we if we recognize yeah. um that everybody not just para are so different and you know mm -hmm. uh, I think even especially as children and as we get older um, and probably in every team and every club and every environment, um, everybody's completely different, aren't they? So uh, I think, um, yeah, I think that's a really nice way to, to think about it, <laughs> that we, we, we need to have a journey that's, that's uh, our pace and works for us instead of being trying to fit into, in, into one that's been decided. <laughs> But yeah, that's exactly it. And in and in para sport in particular, you're just dealing with a really unique set of individual constraints, and you just need to make the um that those efforts to understand those. And it, and it really can be. That's why an ecological approach and a constraints led approach really does work across all these different contexts. Is that it's individual focus. It's understanding the person first, and then working with that. Yeah. Great, thank you. And I do think um, that we probably will get to a stage where we realise we've got a lot to learn from what Para have been doing for years, while while at the elite level they've been trying to make everyone the same, and Para have been doing amazing stuff for so long, um, and and maybe not been given the credit that they deserve for what's been happening in that space. I think that's really interesting to look at it that way. That we need to link them together instead of seeing them as being completely separate. So I think that looks nice yeah. on to my next question, which is what does an ecological approach look like in your practice? So what type of things did you change? Maybe just in the way you looked at something or the way you um, approach it or the way you set something up. Just some examples to bring that to life a little bit for people. Okay, so in my current role with um, Paralympic Sport, we work with athletes of um, varying impairment types. So we have visual, intellectual, and physical impairments. Um, within those impairments, you then have different classification ranges, and those classifications can change across sports as well. 
This results in teams, squads, and training environments almost always having athletes of very different abilities. And then a, a coach or a head coach having to manage each individual person and their goals and their performance plans. So given that there's a really diverse context that Parasport operates in, an ecological approach to practice really suits that and it helps each player be able to get the most out of their training session. Um, and something else that we really focus on, especially within Parasport, like I was saying earlier, is it's just a really unique interaction of individual constraints when you work with a para-athlete and something that an ecological approach really um, advocates for is understanding the person first and within our innovation team at Paralympics Australia we really focus on the empathy and understanding phase we immerse into the environment we try to understand what's going on in context before we start to to make recommendations. So it's all about understanding the environment, making relationships with people first to understand what's truly going on before making any recommendations. Brilliant, thank you. And, and I, um, one of the things that I picked up in there as well is that, um, you know, there's the, the individual focus, very, very, you know, and then recognizing maybe things like social cultural influences they may have in the environment, so the, uh, the ecological approach allows you to sort of look a lot bigger and, and at these relationships in uh, maybe a little bit, uh, for me, an easier way to make sense of them. But also it encourages that creativity in context, doesn't it? Which goes back to your first point about, you know, we're, we're, it doesn't have to be what's been done before. For this individual, we might create something completely unique. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. One, like you can have sports will have their traditional methods of doing things. And sometimes from an observer view, it's really nice to see everyone doing the same thing and, and doing it, executing it really well. But we know that learning potentially doesn't happen as effectively in that space. And to be able to push the boundaries, um, you need to be able to understand the individual first and make those tweaks and adjustments as you go throughout a session, as well as planning, planning for the future planning for subsequent sessions it all has to be quite creative and iterative and really evolve with what what you're seeing happen in front of you yeah brilliant thank you and um so I think that moves us on really really nicely actually to um to thinking about what the benefits have been of using this approach within that environment, within your, your coaching environment with the para team, and maybe some of the challenges um, other than the language. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes I think from a coach development perspective as well, we, we see coaches using constraints and, and doing all these things that we know fit within an, an ecological approach. They just sometimes don't know that there's a word for it. So absolutely, one of the challenges, I think, um, in employing this approach is kind of bridging that gap between the scientific language and then the coach's language. We all want to be on the same page about what our goals and purposes are. So being really clear about those and then co-creating an environment in which we can achieve those. Um, an ecological approach is, is super beneficial, especially in parasport. We, if we didn't take such an approach we're really limiting both the performance, um, the potential performance capabilities of our athletes, but also just the inclusion of, of athletes anywhere along the pathway. They, it, 
once you begin to understand the individual that you're working with and their level of ability, you can really start to create tasks and environments that foster um, not only inclusion but their, their performance improvements as well. Yeah, I, I, it'd be nice to just add on to that actually because the, there, um, there are other things that people use now, some stuff like teaching games for understanding and there's a step mm-hmm. model that, that they use for inclusion which is adjust space, time, equipment and people. But I think um, for me, it'd be interesting what your thoughts are. Th- those are really good, but the difference having um, understanding an ecological approach is that you are able to change those with a more understanding of why and what the implications are so you recognize you might be able to change a space but that might have implications on motivation and other things like that and and having that framework allows you to be much more um uh you know more effective as a coach and co-create with them and understand what might happen and why and the reasons for why you might choose different things to to adjust and manipulate because you recognize what it, the needs for learning might be. And it's always a might. <laughs> That's exactly it. And we know that, that learning and development is a, is a complex problem. So there can never be a simple solution for a complex problem. I think with coach development, it's great that we, that we provide all these frameworks, but I think it really needs to be bolstered by that underpinning theoretical knowledge about when to pick and choose and when to say something, when to not, when to change, when to not, and then the why underpinning it all. So that's the, that's what I really love about my role at the moment um, is that not only are we focused on athlete development, we're focused on coach development equally. We're working, we're always asking why to a coach. Why did we change this? What's the thinking behind this? And we're working together to come to those solutions. Um I think the constraints-led approach and and other things like teaching games for understanding are constantly being um, explored and refined further in the literature, and it would be great to see a greater connection between the enhancements to our theoretical understanding and then the application to that in coach development and actual coaching practice. Yeah, I could not agree with you more there. And it's wonderful that you are also working with the coaches and with coach development. Um, that's definitely a space I'm going to continue to keep an eye on and maybe come back to, to uh, connect again with you. Um, and, and one of the things I'm doing actually is going to put a little bit of a constraints, teaching games for understanding, um, so, you know, infographics of key principles for people so they can see the awesome bits with both of them, but also the sort of differences and stuff that maybe help them make sense a little bit more as a, as a coach in practice. Um, so, uh, yeah, on to our last question then. Um, what are your top tips for somebody who is listening to this and going, okay, I'm kind of not quite sure, but I, some bits I really understand. And yes, I agree with those philosophies and I... Um, but I'm not really sure where to start. <laughs> oh, well, the, I think record everything. So when it comes to a coaching session, you can take in your session plan, you can take notes throughout, you can give yourself the time and space afterwards to reflect as well. Because I think what we've highlighted really strongly here is it's about understanding the person and understanding the effects of the environment on the person. So in the end, we're always striving to 
to do something with purpose and have a goal or an outcome with how we're wanting to influence movement. So if we go in with that in mind and we take our notes throughout, we can then reflect on it. We can then implement any changes that we would like to see next time. So the thing is just to really to start um, taking this ecological approach as opposed to other more traditional methods of coaching will look quite chaotic and almost ugly at times. But if you're taking, if you're really putting the, the responsibility onto yourself to be really quite systematic in how you approach it as well, even though it looks chaotic, it's, it's going to get you some really cool improvements and you're going to feel really connected to those improvements and the relationships that you're forming throughout as well, I think. Uh, thank you, Georgia. I, I, I love that. So um, uh, I, I think a lot of people will feel good that they can, you know, that it doesn't mean they just abandon everything and watch it and, and you know, go mm-hmm. and let it happen, that, that, that they can have, um, you know, and, and have a deeper connection by being more um, focused on the individual and noticing things and, and being hopefully confident enough to experiment a little bit and be creative and just see what happens instead of thinking. Join us at ukcoaching.org. Whatever you're doing to help people be active and improve, we can help you deliver great coaching experiences at a time to suit you.